Hey everybody, I'm Stacey Gonder and this is the Maker Monday segment brought to you by the House of Sass and Magic. I am the lead designer and founder at the House of Sass and Magic and I'll be chatting with creatives who get real about their businesses and about themselves. Stay tuned to learn all about real creatives with real talent. Hey Shane, how are you doing today? Stacey, great, how about you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm trying to live my best life over here. Okay. Okay. How's yeah. that working out? Um, today it's working out okay. <laughs> today oh, it's oh, working you out. The day before. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's it's like a little bit of a roller coaster that sometimes I want off of, but for the most part, I like roller coasters. So we'll just we'll just keep on keeping on. You know what? That's that's all part of it, right? You can't have the good days without... You won't be able to identify the good days without experiencing some of the less good days every once in a while. So kind of So helps. true. I once had a... In a previous life, I had somebody tell me that life is like a Ferris wheel. Sometimes you're at the top and sometimes you're at the bottom. Oh, so deep. I love that. <laughs> all right. Okay. Wicked. Well, I'm going to officially welcome you to the Maker Monday segment at the House of Sass and Magic. And I'm going to take a moment to introduce Mr. Shane Gray. He is a photographer extraordinaire that I've had the pleasure of meeting and working alongside of. And I'm super excited to have you. Great to be here, Stacey. Thank you so much. Yeah, and, of course. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, we've, we've chatted before all about like community and stuff like that. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, like I see what you're doing out there. I think it's pretty, pretty rad. Awesome. I appreciate the feedback. I'm going to uh, put you on the spot here for a hot second and ask Perfect. you to uh, let everybody know who you are, what you do, why you do it, how you do it, all that kind of interesting stuff. Sure. So the elevator pitch is basically, uh, <laughs> I actually started off just doing photography and, and I was just doing photography. I wasn't a photographer. I was, I was like a guy with a camera learning how to like take photos and stuff like that. And then eventually um, I, I started to actually work doing photography, which, which was crazy. You're like, Hey, you want to pay me for this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was exactly the reaction. Like the very first time, you know, because like social media, right? You put something out right. there and then eventually someone is like, uh, Hey, I got this thing. Uh, it's sort of like that other thing you did. And uh, I got a hundred bucks. And now I'm like hundred bucks. Like I can't do it. Like my camera costs like ridiculous. But at the time I was like, somebody wants to pay me to do, to take a shot of something. Mm -hmm. So yeah, pretty incredible. And then, um, and then, yeah, they started to make cameras with this little, like, video button on the back. <laughs> and, like, these photographs could start to, like, move around and stuff. And that that created, like, this <laughs> other thing. So, in the meantime, I do probably 80% video work and maybe 20% oh. photo work. Um, maybe 75, 25 or so. But uh, that was terrifying at the beginning. But, right. uh, but anyway, so that includes a lot of, like, commercial stuff. So it's usually, I always say, like, especially now, like my, my business depends on other businesses doing well. So, uh, so it's, so other businesses that have basically something to advertise, um, could be like bigger campaigns, usually it's sort of in the mid ground and then there's some, some smaller stuff too. So, uh, so it's pretty cool to be able to work with such a wide range of people. Yeah. So are you a pre-digital photography photographer, enter the industry person or are you yeah, like, so, I, I was full on digital? Yeah. Well, as a kid, actually, my, my mom did some photography. So she had like an old school SLR and stuff like that. And 
Um, yeah, I, I hated it just because <laughs> I, well, I love I loved one part of it. Like taking the photos was great, but when she was doing photography, she's like, hey, uh, can you go and stand over by that tree and sort of uh, look longingly off to the left there somewhere? I was like, are you kidding me right now? I, I just don't want to do that. Anyway, so we still have some of those embarrassing photos. And uh, I, I said that publicly one other time. She saw it and then she actually posted it on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, so thanks, thanks mom. <laughs> you gotta watch what I say a little bit, but, uh, but anyway, so yeah, she she's the one who kind of started to show me some stuff, and uh, so yeah, even at the time, I had a little bit of darkroom experience, but that was a long time ago. I stepped away from it for a while, and then uh, came back to it uh, as digital became a thing. Right. And uh, yeah, turns out it's it's actually more work than. It was really? supposed to make our job easier. Yeah, but... Uh, Actually, you know what? I agree. So the one thing that I learned during the pandemic is that I took a, um, a webinar course of like how to take better photos with your iPhone. And I was like, That's okay, fun. cool, cool, cool. <laughs> I can do deal. this, right? Yep. You want to know what I learned? Tell me. That I don't want to take better photos with my iPhone. <laughs> like, like I can take the picture, absolutely. But then the editing and the like oh, cropping right. and like all that, it's not just about the picture. You know, right. I was like, listen, I'm like, I'm gonna leave this to the professionals, yeah, such yeah, as yeah. yourself, because yeah. I got other things to do. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, I mean, the good news is that all of us have a pretty decent camera in our pocket pretty much all the time. So I mean, sometimes it's honestly hard to even tell the difference, right? And, you know, one of the most important things I think that I ever learned was very close to like the beginning where when Flickr used to be like a thing, right? And uh, <laughs> love you could, how we're like, aging like, ourselves here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you could look up like what the settings were and what camera they used and stuff like that. And sometimes, you know, you just like scroll through all these photos and see something amazing. And it's just, like some 14 year old kid in like Midwest States or something like that with right. a prosumer camera and a kit lens. And then also sometimes you'd see like these uh, Adobe Photoshop trainers and stuff like that with these like huge $40,000 cameras and stuff like that and be like, okay. Right. So I think, I, yeah, I just tried to always remember that it's like the tool, the, the brush doesn't make the, uh, the paintbrush doesn't make the painter. So right. I think that, that stuff's really important. So I mean, even if it's with your iPhone, if you've got a great idea, there's something amazing happening in front of you um that that can be a great photo too and it's no less relevant than anything else and how has that impacted kind of the world of photography in your opinion in terms of you know like coming from a place pre-digital and then obviously seeing how it has integrated into everyday life yeah. and then you know i i think i don't know if you've heard this or not but like everybody's a photographer now yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Or everybody's yeah, a right. podcaster like everybody yeah. does everything now so like yeah. how do, how does that set you apart or how does that work yeah. into the world of photography professional photography i think there are a couple points to that one of them is that i think that's that's always good and in fact for the photographers out there who are scared of making the transition to video um like you also it's like i love this element of of community right and so right. the photographers that always just refer me this video work when they get that inquiry right always like, why don't you learn to do it right or why don't we spend some time together and i'll show you how to do some of this stuff and sort of think you know put pressure on me because i'll just get better as you get better so i think for all of these what i call these older dinosaurs that <laughs> One particular guy I bought my first studio light off of, he's like this guy, he used to do wedding photos in the 80s and stuff like that. 
And he would complain about all of these people just like becoming new photographers. And there's this huge broad base of people that now have access to really great equipment. Right. And I think that's that's a good thing because, you know, I mean, if if you're one of those people that sort of stands still and keeps doing the same thing you were doing and all of these other people are doing this amazing stuff, then you're going to get outplaced. So I think I think that kind of competition is good. So I think that that helps to reframe like what is it that I'm doing? Where am I going? What about my my artistic vision is good that I want to develop? What are other people doing that I kind of want to experiment with? So I, I think those are, those are all really great things, to be honest. That's what, that was really awesome to hear. I was speaking with somebody else earlier, a musician, and he said something similar about the fact that, you know, all of these tools, whatever your medium is, there's all these tools that are now readily available, quote unquote, to everybody. And that it's kind of raised the bar in a sense, because, totally. you know, it's, it's allowed you to be like, oh, well, everybody can do it so i better be even better than everybody yeah. you know yeah. and and also he also was saying that you know he's he's willing and able and ready to share his knowledge and tools right. with whomever so chooses because right. again the, it, a builds community which i think is yeah. super important yeah. and b again allows you're going to learn something from everybody. Again, in a lifetime before right now, when I was a dancer, we used to say all the time that like when I was a dance teacher, we'd be like, I can still go to class and I'll learn something, even though I'm standing here at the front of the class, I can walk into somebody else's class and learn something. And I think like forever a student is a great attitude to have. And you know what, actually, to your point, I think something like dance fits right into this other thing that I, that I say all the time on exactly this topic, which is, you know, like I, I may be good at what I, I, I'm really hyper focused on because I've spent a lot of time on it. Doesn't mean that I can't improve because I can't. There's a lot of room there, but there, there are all of these like photography as this overarching umbrella has all of these other subsets to it, right? Just like dance does. Right. So, I mean, whether you're, you know, like I imagine that flamenco is a very different uh, subset of skills than like classical ballet has, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, for somebody who does astrophotography, for example, like I kind of understand the mechanics of it, but those guys worry about like the rotation of the earth and <laughs> like that in relation to whatever it is, right? So, I mean, I could probably maybe fake it a bit, but I mean, those guys just do something very different that I do. So, so yeah, to your point, quite right. That's amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. And so, okay, so we're taking pictures, we're sharing it with the world, we're sharing it with fellow photographers, we're doing all these amazing things, and then you decide video? Is that what's happening? Uh, not exactly. It wasn't really a super clear, straight line. Um, it, it's funny, I was laughing about this with somebody recently, actually, but yeah, I got I got this camera, and yeah, I had this video button <laughs> on the back of it, and like I said, like, these, these photos start to move around and stuff, which is incredible, but I remember like uh, around Christmas time, like I was trying to figure out, okay, so things can move through an image or you could move a camera around, but I didn't have any tools to do that. So I literally just put the camera on the floor on a piece of cardboard and just tried to, you know, just like pull it along slowly, like this really beautiful slider shot. So you and mean how I try to do videos? Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the foreground then moves faster than the background does. And it's, it's this really cool effect. And so, I think that that just helped me start doing stuff that I just goddamn wanted to do. Right. And uh, there was no money on the table for it. 
So I just started to make these like behind the scenes videos of my photo shoots, my own photo shoots, as a way to promote me as a photographer. And then people started to ask, hey, that video thing that you did, what that cost? And I was like, what? Somebody wants to pay me to do videos. So then I just started to slowly accumulate video gear. And, uh, and yeah, actually now, um, to your other point about how do you stay relevant in a sea of people, I think like yeah. video is one of those things, right? As good as our phones are and as great as the video quality is, um, being able to also like edit video yeah. of somebody else's story and be able to cut that together has become crazy important, particularly right now. Yeah, video, yeah. video is at the top of the chain. That's for darn sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's also one of those things just to get excited about again. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I still consider myself relatively new in the video game, even though I've been doing it for the last several years. But I mean, there's just so much stuff. Like, it's 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 really endless the stuff that you can like the the video uh gear that you can acquire but also like the techniques and right getting into like digital animation and 3d rendering and all this stuff to help um combine that with the assets that you take in the real world and the camera can move around and drones and all of these things so, i mean it, it definitely opens up this whole other world of possibilities yeah, like it's no longer just the static camera like in front of your eyeball or like yeah, on your yeah. shoulder or what have yeah. you, right? Like yeah, exactly. there's so many options. Yeah, exactly. So how do you choose? Well, I think it depends on the situation because I think there are some really overused one-trick pony type shots. So right. sometimes there's a reason to put in a drone. Sometimes there's no reason to do that. So to put it in may feel a bit forced. Although, I mean, admittedly, come on, that's pretty cool perspective. Pretty freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Or I mean, just trying to figure out, like, what can I, what can I say? with the tools that I have, which, I mean, to be honest, whether they're more or less expensive than what everybody else has, like, nobody's gonna say, oh, wow, he for sure shot that with a Canon R5 as opposed right. to somebody else's Nikon whatever. Like, nobody's gonna say that, right? Um, nobody's really thinking about what camera that person shot that on because it doesn't have a look or anything like that, right? So it becomes more about, what am I gonna say with, so I had this thing, right? That I was like, <laughs> any professional, like at the time, this, this particular Canon model Mark D, uh, 5D Mark II was this like huge revolutionary camera, right? Okay, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> eventually like street price on Craigslist, it was worth about 2,500 bucks. And then for an average lens that you might put on the end of it would be about 1,500 bucks. So I came up with this thing. I was like, well, we're all walking around with this $4,000 necklace, right? So whether your necklace costs like $1,000 or $500 or the other person's necklace costs $40,000, doesn't really matter. We're all out there like shooting the same sort of stuff, right? So what am I going to say with my necklace that's, that's different from you, right? Because everybody's got their thing, right? Yeah. Or if like for you and me where we met at a fashion event, yeah. everybody wants like the hairspray shot or whatever the thing is, right? So right. I say, okay, I see another sea of people in front of me right now. They're all taking that same shot. So how can, how can I take this a little bit differently? So just to circle back to something like a drone, um, I think it's kind of fun and element of danger is also kind of there but to fly a, a drone around like inside yeah. where it, it looks like it's just someone following around with the action and suddenly it, it, mm. it just, you know, goes over a balcony or something in this weird way that you wouldn't expect and the thing I like about some of those shots is that people don't even notice it's happening. Right, which is which is great, right? Because you don't want the people to, to think about the technicals unless there's like a nerd and they're like, hey, I saw that thing that you did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is very uh, satisfying too sometimes but uh, but yeah I don't know right right tool for the job and I think that's an endless um, 
point for improvement as well, right? Always look at people that do amazing things. You're like, damn, I'll never be able to do that. I was this person so amazing. But, but then uh, you go and try, right? Yeah, and then you go and try and figure it out. And then I guess it's just like anything else. You just put one tool in your toolbox and keep adding until you can build some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying this. But, you know, it's a common thread. Again, the same artist that I was speaking of. And, and this, the, the House of Sass and Magic literally started as a joke. Like, we were joking ex-colleague of mine and I, we were kind of joking about doing it. And then we were like, well, we'll just try. And so we did, we just tried and it like kind of blew up like immediately. And then the musician I was speaking to earlier, he said the same thing. He's like, I just tried. So he's about to release some, some tracks on some pretty big labels. And I was like, like, how did that, how'd you make that happen? He's like, I just tried, you know, yeah. he's like, I just looked at what other people were doing and I just tried. Yeah. Like, it's just, you know, it is that simple and it isn't that simple at the same time. Yeah. You know? yeah. And actually, how this started as a joke. So, <laughs> so <laughs> like, I'm curious about that part. Well, yeah, so I have another business, Flash Design Company, which we primarily create costumes for uh, create, um, competitive dancers, competitive, competitive and recreational dancers. And at that time, it was seasonal, so I had the summers off. And I like to party. <laughs> I like to go to um, electronic dance music festivals and, you know, have a time. And at that at that time, it was like 2014, I guess, um, electronic dance festivals were like just kind of like a boom happened and they kind of hit commercial mainstream and it was they were like everywhere. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Like, I'm off all summer. I know how to sew. Why don't we like put these two worlds together and travel across the country selling cool clothes to cool people? And so we we did. We just decided to put together. I think we put together like ten or twelve outfits, put them up on a website, and then literally applied to three of Canada's top festivals with no with no expectation of like anything happening, you know? And I remember sitting at dinner one night and I got three emails in a row being like, you're accepted, you're accepted, you're accepted. And we were like, what the right. <laughs> Yeah, and so we've just done that ever since. Um, like, yes, this could actually work. Yeah, and it, it started as a side hustle, to be completely honest. Like it never, I shouldn't say never, it was never, it wasn't my full intention to have it take on a life of its own. But then as things started to progress and, we had a really big following out west because that's where the three top festivals were. And then I decided, you know what? Like, let's bring some focus back into Toronto and into the east. Because electronic dance music culture is very different here, as they yeah. call it, in the east, even though we're not yeah. in the east. But whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're thing. the center of the universe, didn't you know? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and that's actually how I decided to do Startup Fashion Week, was that I was like, you know what, here's an opportunity to kind of present to Toronto that we're here and this is what we do, and hence our our meeting at the time. So I know that I'm not supposed to be the one asking the questions, but I'm that's kind of okay. curious to know because this is always interesting. So what did you do before that? So Flash Design Company, which is my other brand, um, we usually by like June when our season finishes up, I'm like done because yeah. we do we do high volume and it's all custom work. Um, yeah. And so I used to just actually party <laughs> instead of work and party. <laughs> 
And my friends, a lot of my friends like to say, they're like, if you have an idea, just talk to Stacy and she'll turn it into a business for you. Cause like, they're yeah. like, how did you turn something that was fun into a job? And it's like, yeah, like I, get, I get to go on working vacations, you know? Yeah, I, I'm just realizing I've been doing this wrong the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's funny when you were talking about the drone. Um, drone photography that's like a huge thing in music festivals because they'll just like send a few up and yeah. off they go and whatever and there are those people that are like well look at that it's a this that whatever and they are, are the, the nerds in the crowd and then there's the rest of us that are like what the fuck is that yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why are they spying on us yeah, right, right. we're to have a good time right now but then we see the after movie come out and we're like oh that's so yeah. cool oh, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely so, okay, so we're doing video, we're taking pictures, we're having a time. How are things evolving in these unprecedented times, as they say? Yeah, so it's funny because some of my colleagues just started to message me. They're like, uh, like this is like last March at the like very like the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, hey, have all of your clients just started to cancel, like, all of a sudden? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly it was, like, very sleepy and, you know, like, the rest of the world, like, nobody yeah. wanted to have anything to do with anybody else because everybody was kind of freaked out, didn't know what was coming. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, everything just went, like, uh. Yeah. Um, it took, like, a massive downturn. Um, but... I, mean, I have to say they they opened up photography to yes. commercial and industrial photography in june mm -hmm. and like pretty much right away i think like i said before like my business depends on other businesses doing well yeah and even though a lot of businesses aren't necessarily doing well i think the ones that have chosen to stay the course have decided to try to like make a move right and yeah some sort of a presence online so so for me, of course, that was good news. Um, so, I mean, it, it's not quite like 2019 levels or anything like that, but I mean, the rest of 2020 was okay. Right. Like, it wasn't awful. And <laughs> I mean, at, at a certain point too, you know, like I was grateful that you now I wasn't in a position where I was on some front line doing whatever during a time that I, nobody really understood. And right. like I, I was in a pretty low risk situation i think was able to pretty much say yes or no to whatever it was that came along so so i mean i felt pretty grateful for yeah. a lot of things at the time i mean in any circumstance there's always someone that has it worse off than you right 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 well, as cliche as that is i mean it's totally true but i also sort of thought that like during that time like i still had a lot to be thankful for and there was yeah. still a little bit of dough coming in yep so all things considered that uh that was that was pretty good so i mean it's it's as we go into like a third wave right now it's still kind of semi hit and miss but right. uh but yeah to be honest actually it's funny because i was kind of joking around that i had uh like a, a week a couple of weeks ago that was like normal and my <laughs> normal week is like super chaotic and uh, so that was one of those. I had like several shoots in that week. And uh, of course, people are reaching out for various things and stuff like that. At the end of the week, I was like, why am I so tired? <laughs> and I was like, oh, right. This is what I used to do like every yeah. day. And, you know, there, there are no days off. And, uh, you know, you're available until 11 p.m. to people and all that stuff. So then I sort of asked myself, like, how did I do this? And mm -hmm. how if we do go back to like whatever that normal is. How's that going to work? And do I want to even work that hard? Yeah. 
Um, so part of it is yes, because I actually really enjoy what I do, but at the same time, um, it's like a slightly, like a medium pace, uh, is actually, it turns out it's kind of nice. Yeah. I feel <laughs> right? you. I said that this past winter, usually with FDC, our winters are crazy. Same thing. Like I'm in yeah. a dance studio every night. I'm, you know, here in production all day available till whatever time of night weekends too. And I remember saying halfway through the winter, I was like, you know, like, this is kind of, this is kind of all right. Like, I'm home in the evening, I'm like walking the dog, (laughs) you know, but but at the same, at the same time, I don't know how, if you feel the same way, but like, there is a bit of, um, almost like an energy, a battery recharging itself that like, I feed off that same energy, you know? So there is a little bit of lethargy that goes along with it where it's not quite as like, get up and go and let's get at them. You know, it's a little bit more like, okay, I guess we're doing this today. (laughs) I mean, I I guess the other thing to being like screaming busy too, is I think it's it's good for your self-confidence when you think, you know, I'm like out there doing all this stuff. Also on top of that, just the different experiences that you have with different people doing different things. It's pretty cool. And like people ask me sometimes like, are Mondays good for you or are like Thursdays good for you? And I'm like, every week is like completely different. So, I mean, there, there is no schedule. So, I mean, on a Sunday morning, I might have to get up at 3 a.m. Right. And shoot something, you know what I mean? Because of somebody else's schedule. So, um, so I mean, there, there's something pretty great about that too. So what, having said that, what's the, what's the hope of the, of the intersection of those two worlds? Cause let's be real. We're not going back. To, we're not going back right yeah. like we're yeah. not it's gonna whatever organically happens in the universe yeah. is going to look different than we've ever known it before yeah, so sure. how do we integrate what we have experienced in the last year and a bit with what we've experienced over the course of our careers that's a tough one because i think as i've become busier over the years um and my workload has gotten heavier with with like all the video stuff that we were talking about mm-hmm. it um generally speaking an average project like the video production and the editing takes longer than the average photo shoot for me so that's a lot of hours behind a computer in mm-hmm. addition to the hours that it takes to do all the admin stuff and hst reporting and like all the meetings you all have the fun stuff exactly, right? <laughs> all the fun, very necessary stuff including like production and uh that's the other thing is that people are always kind of surprised right that yeah oh, you're out there like doing all this great stuff and whatnot and i always say you know what it's like my job is like 10 to 20 percent pushing the button yeah. the rest of it is like i'm pretty much behind a computer yeah so the goal has always been to try to find some uh, balance, like work-life balance. That's yeah. always the goal. But like talking to other colleagues in, in a really similar position, so I've got a really great group of people that I work together with quite often. So we often talk exactly about that thing. Like how do you avoid burnout mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff? And how do you really just crush some work-life balance in some meaningful way, right? Yeah. Um, including like, sleeping right and eating well and like trying to fit some exercise in there and stuff like that yeah and i feel like as much as i want to prioritize all of those things when it starts to get busy and the hours uh of the day just slip away then it it gets trickier and trickier when you just fall back into those old habits and one of the things that 
uh, I've talked to with uh, my studio partner that like we work really closely together. Sometimes we exercise together and stuff like that too. Mm -hmm. Is that we we've said the same thing, and sometimes I, I think based on other interviews that I've seen with one particular CEO, I don't remember who it was, but this guy is like fifty something or close to sixty, and he said, you know what, I don't like find time to work out in where I find gaps and stuff like that. He's like, I schedule that. Like I schedule that shit. Right. And like I'm it out. meetings around there. You know, I'm busy at 3 p.m. or whatever it is on Thursday. So you can take like 4 p.m. or you know we'll do it on Friday or whatever. So that I think is is the goal. But um, we'll see when things get <laughs> whatever that new normal is, um, how that works out. But I mean, there's nothing more important than our health, being right. our physical health and our mental health. So. Yeah, and all of that kind of goes hand in hand with keeping ourselves "quote unquote" safe, right? Is that like you know our our immunities as human beings is built around keeping ourselves healthy by ingesting healthy things and expelling healthy things and having healthy mindsets and all of those things. So, I think it's going to be key and is key moving forward. You know, totally. Yeah, totally. Wicked. Well, frick, man. That's like. <laughs> For you though, like, like, tell me about like, what, what's your strategy then? Because if you found yourself in that kind of that kind of state, then what do you do? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty similar. Um, like, it's a pretty similar mindset. Um, in terms of like how to dot dot dot. Yeah. Um, but to your point about the CEO, that there are things that I have. It's through some really great people that I've met during the pandemic. Um that I've been introduced to and we've developed business relationships as well as friendships that have been introduced to different ways of, like you said, carving out time where it's like from this time to this time on this day, it's this. And so I schedule stuff around that. And that started to happen very organically. Um, will that continue or slash can that continue if and when things ramp up to whatever? Right. As I'm saying that out loud, I think maybe yes, in my world anyways, I know that it's going to be a slow build back to some sort of greater revenue stream than what's happening right now. <laughs> you know? It's not going to be a huge boom, I don't think. Um, so maybe practice will, you know, time will allow for that practice to happen. Yeah. Um, and I do, I think, you know, the longer I've been, I've been doing FDC has been in business for 20 years. This is our 20th year in business. Um, House Assassin Magic, this is our sixth, seventh, seventh year. And so I think as time goes on and, and, and mama gets a little bit older, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, you know, as much as I enjoy doing, I enjoy creating, I enjoy producing a lot. Um, I also enjoy hitting dance floors and hanging out with my friends and family. Um, and also having quiet, like just some quiet time. There's a, there's a lot of noise, even though we're not supposed to be doing anything, you still hear yeah. a lot of noise, you know? So, sure. yeah. um, I think organically those priorities have started to shift and will continue. Yeah. Knock on, knock on wood, whatever yeah. that uh, is, right? You know, the, the twenty year, twenty years—that's a huge milestone. Congrats! Thanks. Um, also reminds me, actually, this morning I just got a reminder in my calendar. I programmed it like a couple of years ago, uh, it, and it's actually on this day, eight years ago, twenty thirteen. That was my last day in an office, like in the of officially been in business today for eight years. Yay! Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. 
was that a hard um like just a like a, a decision where i'm like okay i'm out or was that an like a process to exit corporate land yeah so for whatever reason like corporate land somebody in corporate land uh was like this guy would make a great director of our toronto office so i was like <laughs> really? You talking to me? <laughs> All right. I mean, if you want that, sure, I'll do that. So, yeah. I mean, the things that it taught me were stuff like handling budgets and stuff like right. that, and, uh, like payroll and all of these like things that, frankly, yeah. I didn't really even want to know about. But, yeah. uh, but some of that stuff was really great. Um, but the issue was that it started to hold me back from doing some of the shoots that I wanted to do because I was like the time when I started to do some like side hustle, just like you. Yeah. Um, just kind of like for fun. Um, and, uh, actually I, I got a great story for you. I got to tell you, <laughs> I know you you're going to love it. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I was doing like these little, little jobs, like somebody's same thing, right? It's like somebody will give you a hundred bucks to shoot like some light bulb in action at this particular store and wherever. So I did some of those and then some kind of bigger projects came up, which was like, uh, one guy called and he's like, Hey, uh. I need you to shoot this thing for Interac in association with uh, McDonald's. So I was like, wow, that sounds like a commercial route that I want to go. Yeah, I'm yeah. Do a photo shoot. And the way the scheduling worked out, I was ready to do it one week, but it fell through and had to be the next week and I just couldn't do it. So I was like, this is kind of stopping, like this is stopping me from doing the thing that I want to do. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I don't like this job anymore. I mean, in fairness, I, the job was fine. Like, there was no issue with the job. I just didn't want to do that job. Yeah. And so I thought, I might as well just try and do something else I want to do because, like, there are tons of jobs out there that I don't want to do. I'll just go and get one of those. Try the thing first. So, uh, so, yeah, I did that. And, yeah, here we are eight years later. I mean, it was terrifying, yeah. of course. But, I mean, I've heard so many other people. And, and, in fact, once in a while, I get, like, a headshot gig and people are like, I'm about to lose, like, I'm about to walk away from a position I'm scared. Yeah. And everybody around me is like, are you sure you know what you're doing? And they walk into my studio. I'm like, fuck, oh, man, congratulations. That's mm -hmm. awesome. And yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, I mean, if, if you don't feel totally terrified sometimes, you're probably not doing it right. Yeah, whoever they are, they say that... They say a lot of things, so... Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we listen to a lot of them, even though we don't know who they are. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they say that, it, you know, the more fear you feel, chances are that's the direction you need to go. Yeah, yeah you probably know? doing right. Follow, yeah. follow the fear. Totally. Um, yeah, to your point about, uh, what was it, some things just evolve out of a joke. Yeah. I gotta send you a link to this ridiculous thing just because it came up this week. Uh, somebody else was telling someone else, hey, you should have seen that thing that, that this guy did. So I uh, I had, I had a, couple of, a couple of drinks with a friend at a bar one time and I was like, you know what, it's November and like this whole November thing happens. Right, right. I got this, I've always had like this idea for like a totally terrible photo shoot. I think it would be really awesome. Wouldn't this be funny? And I started to explain basically that it's called double mustache and there's one dude, two mustaches. So he's got one mustache, he's got another mustache down there and, and that's it. That's the whole concept. Isn't that ridiculous? And the guy I was talking to, he was like, uh, that's awesome. We have to do this. And I was like, well, no, 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 it's it to do that. And anyway, so this was at the beginning, the first week of November was already gone. And I was like, well, maybe next year or something like that. Um, and he was like, no, no, like, get ready next week. We're going to do it. I'll find people. So next thing I know, there's, there's a lineup of dudes outside, <laughs> my, outside my studio waiting to like carve a pube stash out of there. Anyway. 
So we just did this black and white series of dudes with their wieners swinging around like a sock <laughs> kind of thing, right? Anyway, so Movember uh, saw it, of course, and uh, invited us to HQ and stuff like that. And we got like interviews and stuff like that <laughs> worldwide. Some guy in Germany was like, uh, is this uh, copywritten? Like, I want to do this. So I, anyway, I, I just think that's that's such a hilarious thing where you just think that something is going to just be fun. You just goddamn want to yeah. do it. You just do it and uh and it and it actually turns into something which i think is is so funny yeah no and it's you know it it's so it's aligned with so many things that i've been talking to different people about over the last little while about just like you know we have so like there's just our audience is so big now or the the availability of an audience is so large that like just put it out there you know like you like as cliche as it is you never know who's gonna see it you know like so yeah, it's amazing. It's freaking awesome. You Sometimes the best ideas are over drinks, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was part of the fear, too, though. I was like, if people see that, are they going to not want to work with me because they might think it's risque? Because it's very different from the stuff that I normally do, right? Like, I, I like an element of ridiculousness, but I was like, people see a bunch of dudes flying through the air with socks on their wieners and like some pubes dash. Like, people are going to, some people are obviously going to be turned off by that. But then I sort of thought, well, maybe I don't want to work with those people. I anyway. was just about to say that. I'm yeah. like, well, then those aren't the people you want to work with anyway. Exactly. But then the people who want to work with me probably want to work with me even more because <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. You're like, that guy, that yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to put it out there. And uh, yeah, actually at the time, that Instagram uh uh, profile actually outpaced my my own like myself and like immediately so <laughs> <laughs> you're insta famous i love it yeah, exactly. but it wasn't me it was just these dudes but they're anyway <laughs> <laughs> i love it so what's next what's next for shane gray and his photography slash video yeah so i think the the plan is uh people have actually one friend of mine was just recently asking me about like a five-year plan and she had this really defined thing oh, geez. like wow that's that's, that's hardcore yeah like right now it's kind of hard to tell which direction we're actually gonna yeah. in. um but i mean i think i mean i've made some investments this year that may have been a terrible idea they may have been <laughs> idea. I, I don't know yet we'll have to sort of see but um I thought, originally I thought, you know what, I got to dump my studio space and just like save costs. Right. So in the end, what I did was the exact opposite. I got a bigger space, <laughs> like a lot more expensive. And uh, and already the space has started to carry itself. So that's oh, that's great. awesome. Like, yeah. So it, the space is really great. Like it feels great to walk in there. The natural light is so beautiful. Um, it, it changes the way I shoot in there sometimes because the there's just different opportunities in there that I didn't have in my older studio. Right. Um, and I mean, other people want to work in there too. So, I mean, that's a great way to subsidize this really great space that, that we have. And, uh, and the other thing is, is that I've also invested in some, some bigger and better, newer, cooler gear that allow Ooh. me to do other things. Like I'm not the type to just, <coughs> Oh my gosh, excuse me. I'll get it. I'll get it. Uh, I'm into buying gear that will allow me to do a thing that I couldn't do before. So I think as as much as I don't necessarily have a five-year plan uh, as such, <laughs> right? Like that, that seemed pretty next level, especially like in these times. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that the stuff that I'm doing, like I actually like what I do, like I said before. Yeah. So I, I just want to do 
that stuff, but I want to do more of it on my terms. I want to do like bigger, <laughs> bigger stuff where we pull in more people together yeah. and, and I can just have a little bit more freedom in the creativity to try to uh, do other things. Like back to the conversation about, you know, I've got my $4,000 necklace from like <laughs> it's different from other people. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to just do newer things. Like I had a, had a <laughs> day with a musician who wants to shoot a music video and uh, it was just nice again we were like in this in my space and we we're like oh we're gonna do this and we mean yeah and then if we really want to get adventurous maybe we can pull this off and so so I, I think i have that sort of stuff to look look forward to as things start to open up a bit sweet that's yeah. awesome and i feel like for a, for a lot of creative people that i've spoke to through the series over the last few months is that like Although, like, yeah, things took a bit of a nosedive, it's also created an opportunity for a little bit more creative exploration and a little bit more freedom to, like, like you're not so chained to, like, chasing the money, essentially. Yeah, that's right. You know? Yeah, that's right. And just explore things that you, quote-unquote, always wanted to do or, or never, yeah. had the, never had the time to do or yeah. whatever, the energy or any any one of the above. So that's really... I'm, I'm happy to hear that because, yeah. I mean, if we don't have our creating space what do we have right yeah. Like, be yeah for sure and you know what to your point actually sometimes when i do these uh like musician photo shoots and stuff like that like there's a certain type of artist that i'm looking for if we're going to do some sort of photo shoot together um but you know people that i really connect with and i think they have a lot of potential or they're mid-career or something like that um then i'm really excited to work with those people and it's definitely not about the money because i purposely have a much lower rate than, mm. than, a, than a corporate thing. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I could just be doing some of these corporate things, but sometimes I just don't want to do that either. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a nice feeling. Sometimes um, it's also nice just to get together with a bunch of creatives and there's just no money on the table at all. Yeah. You just create because you don't want creating. to. Yeah. Right? You yeah. Know, your director breathing down your neck telling you to, uh, you know, it's got all fit in this box. Right <laughs> there, <right>? So... <laughs> It needs oh, yeah. to check all of the boxes before yeah, exactly. it uh, before it leaves. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. Sweet. Well, let's tell everybody where they can find you if they want to get in on this, all this creativity and such. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So my website is just shanegray.com, S-H-A-Y-N-E-G-R-A-Y, just to switch it up a little. And <laughs> uh, yeah, and yeah, connect on Insta where we can have meaningful conversation, hopefully. Um at uh, Shane Gray Photography. At Shane Gray Photography. <laughs> I have to think about it for a second. <laughs> it's like remembering your own phone number. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I actually did this form the other day. I had to look it up. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, it's been awesome chatting with you today. I appreciate you taking the time and sharing your time with me. Yeah, thanks and for having me. Yeah, of course. I want to do a little bit of a check-in in a little in a few weeks, months. We'll see where everybody's at and hopefully yeah. we're all <clears throat> out and about living life and doing what we like to do, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, fingers crossed, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well thanks for having me. Thanks yeah, for of course. This is awesome. My pledge, my pledge. We'll do it again real soon, I promise. You bet. All right, take it easy. We'll take chat soon. All right, okay. Bye bye. bye. That's it for this week's episode of the House Assassin Magic's Maker Monday Chats. Be sure to follow us on Spotify so that you never miss an episode and so that you can share it with all your friends. You can follow us on Instagram at HouseSMTDOT or on Facebook, HouseSM. 
And I'd love to hear from all of you. Pop me an email and or direct message via social media.